Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Alton Lister, Billy Owens, Joey Devine, Brandon Wright, he's left-handed, Joe Barry Carroll, John Keating, Connie Deerking, Tom Gugliotta, Patreons, Delamuka, thank you Delamuka, Brian Hickey, thank you Brian, Charles F, T-Y-C-F, musical guest, the Arkells! And now, the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi! It's me, I'm trying out a new high. Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And we are back with a brand new trade deadline episode. That's right, it's an emergency podcast because of an emergency trade deadline. Did you yeah. know, Sean, that um, uh, it was going to be a normal trade deadline this year, but it became a, it was a surprise one, so every podcast has to put out an emergency trade deadline podcast, and some of them have to put out two or three. Yeah, because it's an emergency yeah. Um, someone has to, uh, 
hold Ryan Russillo hostage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Sean, that voice you're hearing is, of course, America's Uncle Dad, America's Uncle Stand-Up Comedian, my friend and yours, Sean Keen. Sean, how was your trade deadline today? Um, it was pretty good, you know. Uh, I had an extra dog over. Um, my dog, my existing puppy, became a media star. Mm-hmm. In the yeah, San you were. Francisco you and Chronicle. your puppy were in the San Francisco Chronicle. Yeah, they uh, they wanted because the story was about uh, my nephew and the dog. Um, they wanted to get a picture of my nephew, but uh, he is six years old and will not smile in pictures. So they did get some pictures of the three of us, but it looked like I was holding a child hostage. Mm. Like Ryan Russillo. Like Ryan Russillo's doing. Yeah. yeah. So check that out. Um, Yeah. Uh, I'd just like to say right off the bat before we get to the trades, uh, I'm sorry your day went the way it did, Robin Lopez. Oh, yeah. Um, He was very funny about it, though. Yeah. I'd also like to say right off the bat, um, hey, ESPN, you have a guy who clearly has loaded like 18 trades into his draft folder to schedule the second the day turns over. Um, Maybe don't then spend three days making uh, talking about Miles Bridges. Uh, on TV and where he's going to get traded to if he's not going to get traded. Stop yeah, sports don't... washing Miles Bridges is what Yeah, I'm exactly. Don't... Also, ESPN, why don't you throw a few more people onto that trade deadline show? <laughs> Let's get Richard Jefferson, Kendrick Perkins, mm-hmm. Brian Windhorst, Michael Wilbon, and Malika Andrews together, and then bring in Bob Myers by phone where he's sports washing the washington commanders maybe is that what he's doing yeah, right now what he's doing and then right they, they 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 there were seven at least seven people was and jj Kendrick, there i would jj was it. not on the set five people on a panel is rough uh-huh. in any situation television academia um it's too many people to be talking especially when uh kendrick perkins is just yelling all the time See, I'm going to disagree with you here, uh, Sean. I believe in expanding the Supreme Court and expanding ESPN's NBA coverage um, uh-huh. because I am a liberal. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be send more so... money for foreign wars. <laughs> Stop I saying think... my elderly president has to draw a clock. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm very excited about. Um... Voting blue, no matter who. Uh, it's true. I'm. I once I'm in line, I don't leave the line. I've been uh-huh. in line, Sean. Um, I've. Uh, I'm. I had an argument with my father about Adam Schiff, but yeah. not a real argument because I was sort of like, I don't. I was trying to get him to make fun of Steve Garvey, and he was like, "Well, your mom's gonna vote for Katie Porter," and uh, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, and I'm gonna vote for Barbara Lee. Um, yeah, I don't know why my dad isn't voting for Barbara Lee. They have the same politics, and she's just never on MSNBC, I think. Oh, that might be the difference. But I'm like, you lived in Berkeley. Um, <laughs> Your favorite professor was Harry Edwards. 
uh anyway uh yeah. that's a uh, welcome to muller she wrote um <laughs> uh, uh some business off the top patreon.com slash round rock pod where uh our call-in show went up we gave simone fontecchio a name a nickname and then he was immediately traded from the utah jazz uh, so tune into Unsalvageables tomorrow to hear Greg upset about that. Um, also, uh, twitter.com at roundrockpod, gmail.com, roundrockpod at gmail.com, where we've been getting some good emails lately, Sean. I gotta say, the email is popping off lately. Um, oh. People have decided to start emailing us. Um, We've got one. I'm not going to play the drop because we've got business, but uh, yeah. I figure uh, let's get a quick email out of the way. I love it. Um, this one came from our friend Ethan Schiller, who said, Hey, Sean and Joey, I recently became aware that Larry, David, and Bill Simmons seem to be pretty close friends. At first, this was so surprising to me, but then it clicked. Of course, Bill likes Larry. He's a star fucker. Why does Larry like Bill? I think it comes down to this. Both guys would love nothing more than to hang out with their male friends, engage in childish passions, and constantly relitigate minute, minute and or ancient grievances. Crucially, I think Larry listens to, like, the rewatchables and correctly perceives someone even more obnoxious than him, but without any of the self-awareness and self-loathing. What a perverse relief it would be to commune with such a person. Um, maybe this is why I still listen to Bill Simmons too. Four exclamation points. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So anyway, here comes the question. On the recent okay. BS podcast, Doc Rivers was also invoked as a fellow traveler. The three mm. make a lovely triangle. Doc is an NBA lifer and hates his family. Larry David is a comedian. Bill is a famous pundit slash misogynist. <laughs> So which comedian would J.J. Reddick, uh, in parentheses, NBA lifer, hates his family, most likely become golf buddies with? And which NBA commentator would that comedian in turn be most likely to turn to to make them feel better about themselves? Thanks for helping me dig into these profound mysteries, your loyal listener, listener Ethan. That's a that's a really good email. Um, I want to clarify something that maybe was not clear from that email mm -hmm. is that uh, Larry David and Doc Rivers are golf buddies. Yes, they constantly play golf, mm -hmm. and apparently Larry David beats him all the time. Doc Rivers apparently golfs all the time, but is not very good at it. It's like the playoffs every time <laughs> on the links. He just falls short, but he has a great time doing it. Um, so Sean, yes, in this scenario, JJ Reddick is the NBA lifer who hates his family. So okay. which comedian is JJ Reddick going to become friends with? And then, uh, sorry, which comedian is JJ Reddick going to become golf friend buddies with? And then which NBA commentator will then in turn become friends with that comedian? Okay, so... I have a JJ Reddick pick. Mm -hmm. um, I really think that he would be like a really big Mike Birbiglia guy. Oh, that you know, is. 
Just here, I'm going to do my Mike Birbiglia impression, by the way. Tell me to describe, just give me anything to describe. Uh, Describe um, how Jim Barnett uh, thinks you should run a three-on-one fast break. So I'm there at the game and we get a steal and there's three of us running and there's two defenders. And I think... I'm supposed to go up myself, but no, mm-hmm. you're supposed to turn a three and two into a two on one. Okay, yeah, Mike. Now I want you to defend yourself from accidentally murdering your wife while you were sleepwalking. I think that a lot of people have nightmares. When I was creating nightmares, mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not going to be a lot of punchlines, but this is an hour long. Mm-hmm. By the way, there used to be a poster for Sleepwalk with Me. Mm-hmm. And in the uh, punchline bathroom. Punch bathroom. Like five years. Five years. And it had yeah. a whole quote from Judd Apatow that said, I could have watched five hours of this. And mm-hmm. of course, Judd Apatow was. He likes his he wanted more. comedies to be three hours long. Yeah. He thinks um, that's good. Okay. I like uh, the Mike Birbiglia angle. Uh-huh. Except, I do think JJ Reddick has like a like an NPR streak to him, and he I does. Like, yeah, yeah. I think JJ Reddick is for sure what he'd like to be an NPR listener, but yeah. I think he is still maybe a little too broy for Berbiglia. He is so broy for he sure. He is going to, in my opinion, become golf buddies. With the comedy stores, Berbiglia. Oh. Uh, the guy the Joe Rogan circuit thinks is kind of smart, and that is Theo Vaughn. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. You know, what I do? you know what would be great if he became like a Burt Kreischer guy? Yeah. It would and he be- starts doing his own podcast shirtless because he's like, I've always wanted to show off my ink. Mm-hmm. Um that there's like a there's like half of Robin Lopez is a Burt Kreischer guy, but then the other half is like a like, like a French a, clown guy. Yeah, like yeah. He's, <laughs> I mean, like I think I think Robin Lopez would actually be a Dimitri Martin guy. Yeah, yeah, that that tracks to me. Um, all right. Uh, so oh, then, okay, but that so that those mm-hmm, guys, mm-hmm. Theo Vaughn, is, Mike Birbiglia, yeah, or. What? Maybe Roy Wood Jr. Um, are <laughs> hanging out uh-huh. with JJ mm-hmm. on the links, and then and what so it NBA can't be it can't be a former player. This is no, just a no. It is. I mean, it's a. Sp- <laughs> the thing is, Zach Lowe and Joe Mandy are like two thirds of the way there, but I have mm-hmm. no idea what like NBA figure who hates his family would be friends with those guys. And I'm pretty sure Joe Mandy would mostly just be interested in members. Well, I mean, I guess he is friends with Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. So that's one crazy trio. Okay, but but JJ, let's say Theo Vaughn. Let's just say mm-hmm. Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn, JJ Redick, and what about like, AJ Hawk, does he count? <laughs> oh, AJ Hawk is like a human mannequin now. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, he's he's like a French clown. What if it's uh, what if it's like what if it's like J.E. Skeets? 
I guess you can't have JJ and JE though. But also, JE Skeets is too cool to hang out. He is too cool. I'm just saying. I I would have thought Larry David wouldn't hang out with. Well, you know who's not hanging out with Larry David anytime soon? Will Wheaton. Um, (laughs) That's like the saddest thing I've ever read. (laughs) He got emotionally affected because him choking Elmo reminded him of being shaken by his father. He's 51 years old, Joey. (laughs) What does he do? I was thinking about that. I was like, wait, why is Will Wheaton famous again? Because he, he used he to be on, on Star, Star Trek: The Next, but like, generation. why is he famous now? Like, because I never was, have to hear. Do I have to hear what Commander Troy thinks about comic books? <laughs> it's just, it's so bizarre that you'd just be like, wait, wait, wait. Cole Meany has something to say about the Sopranos finale. I actually do you want know to I mean? know what Cole Meany has to say about the. Sopranos I mean, he finale. he actually that that he. I, he probably hurt his shoulder. I don't know. I have not really watched a lot of Star Trek. So, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, like, I mean, maybe that's, I guess, George Takai. Yeah. But yeah, like, Will Wheaton's 51, man. Like, stop writing <laughs> essays on Facebook. Um, Especially defending Elma. Like, what are you doing? Uh, uh Anyway. Uh, what a trade deadline episode. Sorry. I, so okay. So, <laughs> So they're going to hang out with... It's just weird because Simmons sort of stands alone a little bit. It would be hilarious if they were hanging out with Rosillo, obviously. Yeah. Uh, what too, if it was Wendy, alpha though? alpha for Birbiglia, though. Theo JJ, would love him. Yeah. It almost has to be like a general sports guy. Like... Because um, I think the basketball is like a little too close there. So I'm thinking they should be hanging out with uh the talented mr roto matt berry <laughs> that's my pick star of avengers endgame you know what sean it took you a long time to get there but it was worth it um, thank you sorry i i'm sorry for all those detours guys so but I vaughn think... reddick no no you're right i thought no i thought you were yours was burbiglia oh you're right you're right jj burbig's talented mr (laughs) roto that's that's the that's the guys i want um see i who's the guy who used to do sports for npr um that now like hosts a, a podcast for slate where he's like uh What's the deal with cancellations? <laughs> it's like Mike Lupica, but not the Mike Lupica. You know who I'm talking Joel, about? <laughs> wait, wait, not the not the guy who's the not Stefan. Yeah, the guy Faxis. who hosts the gist. Who hosts the gist? It's uh that guy. That guy is Mike Pesca. That's Mike who I Pesca. think they'd be hanging out with. Um, but Theo Vaughn, JJ Red and JJ Reddick. We'll be hanging out with that KTLA guy who tweeted that LeBron James was going to get traded in two hours and then did not. <laughs> do you remember what that guy's name was, Sean? Because I do not. Well, I don't. I don't. <laughs> it was like Pingu or something like that. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, thank you for the call, Ethan. Uh, let's talk trades. Trades. That's right, we're talking about trades. Slash Capspace URLs, you remember we talk about Capspace all the time. Slash Capspace. Wait, 
JJ Reddick, Theo Vaughn, Nate Duncan. Oh, yep. Yep. All right. All right. Here we go. Trades. That's right. We're talking about trades. Slash Capspace URLs. You remember we talk about Capspace all the time on the program. Slash Capspace. Let them know that you came from us. Limited time only. Terms apply. Protected picks. You can even create a beautiful website while listening to this podcast. Over 140 million people choose Wix. To create their website, create yours today. That's wix.com slash woj, W-O-J, to get 10% off. Rights to euros that are never coming. Enter code NBA at checkout for $20 off your first order. Expiring salaries. If you missed it, we launched the Recapables Billions podcast on our Recapables feed. Treating people like their assets and not people. ZipRecruiter.com slash low post, L-O-W-E post. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Even robots know that basketball is a business, so players shouldn't have feelings because of business. Trades. Okay, Sean. Yeah. What's our first trade? Um, Let's stay local, Joey. Actually, before we do that. Yes. I want to ask you a question. Yes, go ahead. Woj. One time I was listening to the Woj podcast, the Adrian mm-hmm. Wojnarowski podcast. Yes. And he had to do... Oh, that Woj. Yeah, yeah, that Woj. <laughs> and then he had to do an ad read for, like, StubHub. And he started talking about how excited he was that he bought Jody Watley tickets on StubHub and how... <laughs> How he was really excited to go see Jody Watley. So knowing that information, what stand-up comedian is Woj going to become friends with? Because he was free, he likes Jody Watley. Yeah. Uh, gosh, Robert Klein. I was going to say Klein Judy alive? Gold. Oh, um, Judy Gold's a good answer. Yeah. Judy Tenuta has passed, unfortunately. No. Oh no, Paula Poundstone. All right. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Sean, what yes. was the, uh, I gotta say for me, the headline of, uh, the trade deadline today was, uh, Shams's big mask off moment when, oh, did you see did. Shams's tweet about Ro- the Re- Royce O'Neal trade? Uh, I think it frustrated me because it didn't have the details I needed mm-hmm. to yep, call exactly. uh, anyone yep. a winner or a loser. Mm-hmm. That was a big part of my afternoon. Determining the winners and the losers. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shams, when Rice, when Royce O'Neal uh, got tr- uh, traded, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just said salaries. <laughs> Yes, yes. He's being that traded was... for salaries. And he also updated it and didn't really get any more specific about mm-hmm. all the guys that uh, were going, which was four human beings, actually, yes. Joey. Yeah, yeah. It was the, not actually just a bunch tweet, of pay stubs. Yeah, the exact tweet was, Brooklyn is finalizing a trade sending Royce O'Neal to Phoenix for salaries and three second round picks, which... The picks are more important than the human beings that have to upend their lives today. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we're probably really excited to uh, sign with the Phoenix Suns and 
compete uh-huh. for a championship. And then they said, I'm going to name, say their names. Yuta Watanabe. Kenta <laughs> uh-huh. Bates Diop. Mm-hmm. Jordan Goodwin. Mm-hmm. I actually forget who the fourth guy is. I did those three from memory. Well, they got David Roddy. So who was who they get from Memphis? No, they no the like, the Suns traded four guys, I believe. Right. So uh, who am I missing? Chemezi Me Too. Chemezi Me Too. Me Metu. Metu. You did. You know what? Honestly, cancel culture's gone too far. <laughs> I did that off the top now. of my head. Remembered Chemezi Metu was good. Uh, pretty good. Pretty trade. good. Pretty proud of myself. Um. Yeah, uh, so, you know, um, Sean. So let's do... Let's, let's talk salary swaps, baby. Let's save some luxury swaps. tax money. <laughs> Sean, what do you think the biggest trade was that happened today? Uh, for my money, it involved uh, a very special Canadian point guard. Corey His name Joseph. is Corey Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> now I heard that I heard that you got this news while you were doing playback with our friend uh-huh. Keith Paris from Fastbreak. And Breakfast. I screamed, "Yeah!" Wow. <laughs> and then um, immediately felt like a hypocrite for, uh, uh, you know, not treating players like their people, like the drop says. Um, well, I mean. It's it was a weird trade, but then it made sense because it was strange that the Warriors received a second round uh-huh. pick for Corey yeah. Joseph after the season. A real he's had. one too, not like no, a not a not a fake protected weird. one. No, it's yeah. a real. They're gonna get it. Um, but it's almost equally weird that they sent uh the Indiana Pacers nearly six million dollars uh-huh. <laughs> for that. But it makes sense just because it's like um, it's it still saved them millions of dollars, even with that outlay. They didn't have any draft picks next year. Now I have one. It's going to be like number 55, but it's like how you should always have quarters in your car. Yeah, that's what having a late second round pick is like. You're probably not going to do anything with it, but boy, it would be convenient if you had this, if the situation called for but yeah if you could um plus you can always uh trade more cash and move uh yeah move up turn that quarter into 50 cents um yeah (laughs) yeah just it's just yeah it's nice to just yeah you might find it on the street or something Mm -hmm. but i mean they got they got a very useful player with a really late second round pick this time all they need to do, they got Trace Jackson Davis, and mm-hmm. the secret is to uh, make sure that, be the agent yeah, that, player, that the, yeah. your general manager's brother has to be their yeah. agent and hide them from other workouts, mm-hmm. which the Warriors have done once and doesn't seem to be illegal. So let's see what uh, <laughs> Jathan Dunleavy's next client is. I don't know what his name is, but Jathan seems like a yeah. Dunleavy name, right? It's uh, like the Mike less Dunleavy preferred Jr. Son. Jr. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah. So um, let's just go through all the trades. I don't know why yeah, I'm yeah, asking yeah. you to rate them by importance. Sean, yeah, yeah. I want to ask you though, what time did you wake up this morning? Um, I didn't wake up until like nine forty-five this morning. Okay. So how many trades had happened by the time you looked at your phone? Oh, a lot. Like, like yeah. to the point where to the point where I wasn't sure where they began especially because the land rush to announce the trade 
meant that you ended up seeing all these uh, newsbreakers well or like people quote tweeting themselves and not totally being Mm -hmm. sure on it and also Woj was going so fast he kept making typos so he'd amend it and like I respect that he would correct a typo but it made it a lot harder to follow as someone who like had kind of thought the trade deadline was at 3 p.m pacific I'll be Mm -hmm. honest uh but also I had to you know a dog was coming over home alone also you live in the pacific time zone yeah it's no reason for these trades to be happening at seven in the morning uh that's a really good point too um Um, but also i kind of feel like i mean i guess it is my job to react to when they happen but at the same time uh i just i don't feel like that's like my strength no no i'm gonna let some of those other drones (laughs) pick it up that's right drones But I mean, like at that point, if you're aggregating news like that, it's just not really my thing unless I have some kind of hook on it. Like I want to write about how Memphis acquiring a lot of second round picks actually makes sense for them. But me just like reporting the details of a trade is like, what am I doing? That's somebody already did that on Twitter. Replace Woj with AI. How about that? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, oh, did oh look there. Well, it uh, looks like Grok has another sassy response um, to an NBA trade. I mean, Shams might be AI, let's be honest. Um he might as well be AI. Yeah. <laughs> at least AI gets to like shut down for a couple hours a day. I wish we I didn't see a Shams cam today. I missed the Shams cam. Come on, stadium. Just put it yeah. lock him in that hole desmond was in from uh lost put like five day. leather jackets yeah. in there that he can switch <laughs> trade, change his clothes into uh, that's what we want okay that let's woman just, he yeah. flirts with on whatever weird show hey that Adams, is yes yeah. the spokesman uh, spokesman yeah. for dick's sporting goods it can, it can be like a conjugal visit where he talks to her for an hour um <laughs> i mean that's a conjugal visit for shams yeah oh no that's what i'm saying not yeah. for k k you're you're cool I'm just saying that's the closest yeah. he comes to yes. sex. Because yeah. otherwise, no, I know. He's, that's yeah. also what I was implying. Um, he's like, uh, oh, oh, hold on, this news is gonna break. <laughs> also, there was a great breaking news graphic that I saw from Woj that just said uh, "breaking news" and had a picture of Alec Burks. <laughs> Man, that's the this thing about this day. trade line deadline can we be honest about this trade deadline before we get through these trades yeah please these trades are a bummer <laughs> i guess so it's just that uh like a lot of people got traded but and it was certainly slop um but is any of this consequential slop um like two of them 15 percent. i mean consequential to the finances of uh hedge no, besides funds. that no that, we're, i like, mean very... other than that no i mean like no not really consequential to basketball fan i would i would say that financial deals outnumbered basketball deals about two and a half to one i was gonna say I higher guess. like might four. be higher might be higher <laughs> uh-huh. uh i i did think it was very funny that brian windhorse made a very confident prediction that the Sixers would make one to three trades before the mm-hmm. deadline, and then they made four. Yeah. In your face, Wendy. But what a... He, like, knew... The thing is, like, people know that many of these deals are going to happen, mm-hmm. but you're not really allowed to announce them, so it 
all the all the like slop leading up to the deadline is so funny when you have that in mind when it's like like everybody's kind of hinting and everything but you don't think people knew like like that Brian Windhorst did not know specific moves that the 76ers were going to make like he knew they were going to trade Daniel House and attach yeah. a second round pick to do like he just knew that but anyway um I I also yes, want to say yes. I today for me was like truly the death of the slot machine. Um because everyone spent weeks talking about oh uh DeJounte Murray's going to be mm-hmm. a Laker and this is the exact deal and the Lakers are going to make a huge deal and also the yeah. Warriors are going to make a trade everyone everyone just talked about for like 6 weeks uh just stayed home <laughs> yeah well and it was it was basically like Masai Ujiri finished his homework early he turned his yeah. test in so there wasn't any Draw him in the end. It was like, yeah, who are the best guys who got turned? Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi. Yeah. Were they better than anyone else who was left? Yeah, they were. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also the teams that did make moves, usually it was because things were getting like kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, like like Chris Paul should be going somewhere else, mm-hmm. but he's hurt. And uh Joel Embiid got hurt, and that might have changed. Well, let's just say that did change Philadelphia's uh, direction a little mm-hmm. bit, but uh, yeah, I will like, say Mike Dunleavy but it's, today. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, I just mean it's a sad deadline when you're disappointed in something involving DeJounte Murray. You should never believe in anything <laughs> regarding DeJounte Murray. Well, the Murray, other Mike. funny thing about the Hawks rumor machine is yes. it immediately revved right back up after <laughs> them doing nothing. Where like Dave McMenamin was like, the reason the Lakers didn't trade for DeJounte Murray is everyone thinks Trey Young is going to be available this oh, summer. Boy. Um, <laughs> I just, I hope he has a very fulfilling emotional relationship with Malika Andrews because it feels like his reporting this year I mean like nothing has happened with that team all year and yet he's it's his one job and like unless you got really cranked about the in-season tournament there there hasn't even really been any drama like yeah guys got hurt but like LeBron's not really being passive aggressive no one believes well, they He's all hate go Darvin another... Ham. He does have a lot to say about that. Um... Oh, the, the team hates Darvin yeah, Ham? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, it's just not up to the normal standards of a LeBron team. I think no. LeBron's even a little sick of LeBroning it up all the time. Like, he still will throw in a cryptic tweet, but just don't think that McManaman gives him the same satisfaction he had leaking information to Wendy, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, What I was going to say is I do think, Sean, this will be the last we talk about the Warriors on this podcast. But did you see Mike Dunleavy's amazing quote where he's basically priming the pump for the fans that he's going to get rid of Clay Thompson and or Draymond Green this summer? (laughs) Wait, that was today? Yeah, in his press conference... So they asked him if legacy factored into mm-hmm. not making any moves and would the history of Clay Thompson or Draymond Green weigh into any decision whether or not to move them. Mm-hmm. And his answer 
was, you know, for me personally, in this situation, I'm always going to do what's best for the organization moving forward. Based on that, that's how we're going to operate. Whether it's this deadline, this summer, in the future, that's sort of my statement and feeling on that. Well, I mean, they they basically brought him in like he was a headhunter to yeah. get rid of Jordan Poole in the first place. I mean, I don't... First of all, they're not going to get rid of Draymond Green. Yes. Um, no, but, but uh, I think that but, but, to me is maybe Clay Thompson might be leaving. Well, Clay, <laughs> Clay Thompson, when you talk to Clay Thompson, it sounds like he's been diagnosed with like Lou Gehrig's disease. The way he's talking about like, I got to accept this end point in my life. It's like, well, you could, you could just come off the bench. Yeah, you like, could it's... just be a normal basketball player. I mean, um, he's still, he's still not like, a terrible player or anything no. it's just like he just he's gonna have to the way he has not adjusted his playing is detrimental to... well, he's like yeah. he's, he's like a regular old player where like yeah. every three games he's pretty good <laughs> you know like uh but yeah he just has to he might have to maybe alter his shot diet a little yeah. bit uh but i mean i'm interested in that psychologically but i feel like uh yeah, I mean, the, the organization is sending a very strong message about uh, his contract expectations. Yeah, right? Isn't that exactly season. what that oh, is? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's really like, because he turned down something like four years and maybe like 90 million before uh -huh. the season, yeah. something like that. Like, it's, it was we're 20 looking at like 12 to 15 now, I think. I don't uh, I mean, maybe. 12, I think, is. I guess, I guess. Yes, because like I guess twenty I, is a starter now, right? No, 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 like, no. But he get, but he would get like Kelly Olynyk salary. Yeah, exactly. Is about what played, yeah. <laughs> which even now, I mean, I just haven't adjusted to the inflation. It's the same with with like points. I'll see something like that's one of the greatest games I've ever seen, and I'm like, <laughs> wait a second. Um, all a right, a lot of guys scored twenty eight points. Let's um, talk okay. trades, Sean. Yeah. What was let's just uh, go what just run Toronto. through the USA Today uh, or whatever. All right, so we're we're gonna go. Amazing. Some of these were not today, but uh, uh, we're gonna start with your second favorite team, the Utah Jazz. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, they traded uh, Simone Fontecchio. 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 Fontecchio for sucks. <laughs> so they got a a wizard second round pick for this, uh -huh. which is like the number thirty two pick uh -huh. in the draft. And then the the draft rights to Gabriel Procida, mm -hmm. who is like young Simone He's Fontecchio. Like young Fontecchio. He like he, I don't know anything about him except that he just like dunks in a crazy way. And he does not look like an NBA player, but he is six seven and dunks a lot. Yes, um, this trade sucks. <laughs> like Danny Ainge is a sicko, man. He's a fucking sicko. Uh, like the Jazz were a bummer for about two months. Then Will Hardy whipped them into shape, yes. and they're fun and cool. Yeah, and uh, part of that was starting Simone Fontecchio. Yeah. And Danny Ainge is a sicko. He's a fucking sicko. He, he needs a draft pick that bad. He's like a... God. He's like as addicted to slop as our friend Trill Bro dude. No, so he makes the worse. slop yeah. happen. <laughs> no, he they were like desperate for a pick. And that's what I... Because Samoy Fontecchio... Um, 
So I guess the idea is that Utah can theoretically be way under the cap this year because they're giving Lowry Markin an, ex- an extension, but it won't kick in for another year. Uh-huh. I think that's the logic behind it. I just don't. But Fontaine is so, like a restricted free agent who yes, he makes three million dollars yeah. a year, so he has like no cap hold anyway, yeah. so he doesn't really even affect that. You could just sign him yeah. last, like it. I mean, I guess his cap hold is probably more like than that, but it, or something like that. Yeah, isn't man, it like, but he makes three. Yeah, like, I feel like if, how like how big could it be? I think it's times three, right? Is oh, the okay. cap hold yeah, times okay. three? I, I might... guess that's true because Quickly's hold is like 12 million yeah. so that's it. okay but um and also it also bummed me out from the detroit side yeah like they're, well, they're trading mean... the 32nd pick in the draft <laughs> for the chance to be first in line to re-sign a 28 year old italian small forward <laughs> having the year of his life now look he's cool and yeah. he certainly could be just hitting a new plateau but doesn't this feel like the same thing the Detroit Pistons have been doing for five miserable years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then poor Kevin Knox it was kind of getting to play a little bit and now can't even really drink coffee that easily. Mm-hmm. He's got to switch to post him for the rest of the season. That's um, a bummer. Yeah. It's really weird. Um, D- the, just such a s- pure slob. It's just like let him just play out the season yeah <laughs> but also it's like it to me it's this kind of shit is like look i know danny Ainge is traitor danny he can do yeah. anything he wants but what do you need more picks for like because they didn't have they don't have any picks this year they have plenty cares? of picks going forward. they had two for they drafted two rookies I know, last year i know but Three, it's still, sorry they also have bryce sensabaugh yeah, smoke some i'm um, with you but i also i also feel like it's because detroit gave up too much it's like it's like you you put some <laughs> slop heroin in a syringe and just left it out on Danny Ainge's uh, Chipotle order. Well, and it was like a taster because Danny Ainge was going to make another move for a first round pick uh, yeah. <laughs> later. So they in were the just day. like, uh, he can't say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah that it's a bummer. I guess Sonny Fantecchio, um, the bruiser from Brusos. Is that what I said his nickname was? I think was? so. I don't know. It's on the Patreon. Yeah. Check uh, out the Patreon with our friends, Sarah and Greg. the Utah Jazz Greg, uh, Greg Foster, the beloved veteran center who turned to <laughs> podcasting and socialism after his NBA yeah. career. UCLA great, Greg Foster. Okay, let's... Um, okay, the Boston Celtics mm-hmm. traded for Xavier Tillman. Love it. Good trade. Uh, third big man for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. They received Lamar Stevens, who I believe they will be releasing tomorrow because they're giving Gigi Jackson a, a real contract. contract. They get a 2027 second round pick from the Hawks and a 2030 second round pick from the Mavericks. Hey, can the I Grizzlies are back, baby. Yeah. How come every second round pick is from the Hawks? Do they get it's extras weird. or what happens there? Because well, didn't they give the Warriors like five yeah. for Sadiq Bay? Like how where are these coming from? I just wonder if you can um 
Like, did they respawn? Yeah. After a certain point? <laughs> um, I will say one thing about Xavier Tillman. He seems fine. Mm-hmm. He seems fundamentally sound. Uh he's officially six foot seven. Yeah. He's a six foot That's eight sort of on the basketball problem, reference. I but think, uh, yeah. uh <laughs> do you know what his twitty his uh Twitter handle is, Joey? I don't. Uh it's Rookie Dunker. It's a good name. Well, uh, it's a weird name. He's <laughs> twenty five years old. <laughs> um I like this trade for Boston. I actually like a couple of things Boston did. Um, well, this is like this is like the perfect uh, little trade deadline deal. You throw your second round picks that you didn't really want, and then you get a guy who's like a. Well, they yeah. also. I guess let's get the other Boston trade out of the way. They also oh, yeah. did a summer league tall guard swap, where they gave up Delano Banton to get Jaden Springer. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, yeah, those were like three, two separate deals. Yeah, but um, boy, them getting Jaden Springer is a well. Let's let's talk about that one later. Sure. Yeah. In the sure. Philadelphia part, um, yeah. But yeah, Xavier Tillman uh, averaging a big six and four point six. Uh, he's just having a bad year, but um, he's a good player who weirdly kind of got yanked around by memphis i think i don't know keith would probably disagree with me but i think he, he got hurt i think night. he got hurt this year um, he must have um yeah he like can't make a shot this year but um i don't know the celtics just want fun backup big doesn't matter he's a fun backup whatever it's he's the yeah. perfect guy to be changing teams on deadline day and memphis just loves second round picks which they should because they're actually they're good at, they're actually they're good, good at, at doing those. that so yeah. i can't i can't hate i just appreciate <laughs> um but yeah the the hawks and the mavs you'd think those second round picks would be gone already oh i guess i guess boston had those mm-hmm. picks okay yeah um okay these are still these are all trades from uh the seventh mm-hmm. uh the other big trade minnesota acquiring uh, Our man Monty Morris. That's right, the ex-boyfriend <laughs> of Kanye West's ex, ex Amber ex, Rose. Yeah. No. Uh, got traded for Shake Milton, Troy Brown Jr., mm-hmm. and a twenty thirty second round pick. Troy Brown um, Jr. Will he ever find peace? You know, his family was very nice and supportive when we were sitting in front of them yeah. in summer league. No, but, I love Tro- Troy Brown. Like, I just mean he's kind of like an NBA shogun at this point, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it can't, like, it's really hard to come back from that, too. Yeah. The weird thing is that he's still um, only 24. Yeah. And it's, like, his sixth NBA season. Uh. Anyway, um... Mon- this is a great trade by the Wolves. Love it. Um, yeah, I mean, when Monty Morris has just been, like, hurt all year, right? Yes. So but- if Monty Morris is healthy, he's basically... Remember when everyone was like, you know, like the pre-Mike Conley days when everyone was like, you know, Jordan McLaughlin is actually good because he, like, settles the Timberwolves down or whatever. And uh, 
Monty Morris is like the best possible Jordan McLaughlin you can find in the NBA that not named Tyus Jones. <laughs> yeah. And while I like Shake Milton, it's sort of theoretical. And because his name is Shake his Milton. His name is Shake Milton. That's why we like um, Shake Milton. Yeah. But I think he's, I think he's actually fine. He's fine. Yeah. And I think he just was hurt all year. This is just, but I think a, he's yeah. better now. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's, it's like just what they needed because. Their team falls apart when Mike Conley isn't mm-hmm. on the court, like taking care of everybody. And uh, this is a guy who can also babysit Carl Anthony Towns, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they kept the Nuggets from trading for him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also probably maybe <laughs> not that. Thought. Does it seem like Detroit has no That's idea what anybody's worth? I don't think they know who what anybody is worth or whether they're just buyers or they were both buyers and sellers in a confusing way. <laughs> well, yeah, they got Fantecchio. They also mm-hmm. added Mike Muscala and Danilo Gallinari. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I do I do legitimately think that uh Troy Weaver probably rightly thinks he's gonna get fired if they set the loss record. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I think they desperately want to win 13 games. Yeah. But they, I believe they got to seven tonight. mm -hmm. They, but they also traded two of their good players um, in a move. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like their best players (laughs) um, that are not part. (laughs) Just weird. And then, um, Shake Milton has a non guaranteed deal Mm -hmm. next. I just, I, I, I have no idea. And, and Chick Milton's also the kind of guy who might just become terrible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Good job, Minnesota, though. That's like. Yeah. All right. Next trade, Sean. All right. Let's get into the, the Philly zone. Mm-hmm. This is this is the confusing path that Philly took today. Mm-hmm. So Joel Embiid just had surgery for his left meniscus, which is usually an injury that goes it keeps you out from between four weeks to two and a half years Mm -hmm. (laughs) like a meniscus is the Uh most confusing injury possible like robert williams came back after like three weeks and james wiseman missed a year and a half and lonzo ball's career is over because of one so uh anyway but they they remained aggressive they got a guy who i think has been like a future sixer for years mm-hmm. buddy healed yeah sharpshooter buddy healed is looks coming like from a the, sixer looks would, like a sixer feels fit, like a sixer would would fit right in with that uh the um uh the team that almost beat the boston celtics and adam sandler unfortunately lost his uh uh, you know, oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like playing alongside Evan Turner. Yeah, Evan Turner, yeah, yeah. Andre Iguodala, Drew Holiday. Oh, he right, looks yeah. like he could play for that team. Yeah, one hundred with uh, Lavoy Allen. Yeah, I mean, he seems <laughs> he seems like specifically like a post Iverson Sixer. Yes. A post Iverson yeah. pre process Sixer is exactly yeah, where it was what like none of the guys feels like. Like yeah. in the and it's like a team that kind of should have worked together better, but they just didn't really. Like make trades well, exactly. Like they, they hated tr- Doug Collins. <laughs> they hated Doug Collins. Um, man, the the have you heard the the Andre Iguodala story about Jim O'Brien? 
Yes, but we can't talk about it. Well, look that. You're right. You're right. We too gotta, much. Too we much. We'll tell like that a different time. I'm sorry. Trades. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Yeah. right. He loved. He loved Jim O'Brien. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Okay. So who they gave up doesn't matter. Marcus Morris, Furkan Korkmaz. Congratulations to Furkan Korkmaz Finally, for getting traded getting uh, twenty trade months after your trade later. request. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And then they gave up three second round picks. Those. All of those guys. This is the start of a theme too. All of those guys who got traded got waived too. Wait, did uh, they waive Furkan Korkmaz? Yes. The I mean, Pacers waived Furkan Korkmaz. Marcus Morris also got waived. Shouldn't. Furkan Korkmaz just be the new Buddy Heald? I, I just I don't, don't know, man. I don't really understand what the Pacers were doing because okay, they yeah, also that's... waived Corey Joseph. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so then Philadelphia's next move was to trade Patrick Beverly, mm-hmm. uh, a fairly important part of their team. Yeah. I think. Like, yeah. Not, also like... a popular part of their team. A popular part of their team uh, really helps their their podcasting metrics. But Patrick Beverly was playing 20 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. He played 47 of their games. He played, okay, so he played more games for this team than anyone but uh, Paul Reed. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's been, like, particularly good. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, doesn't really need the ball. Passes, doesn't turn the ball over. And uh, plays good defense, or at least runs around and acts like he's doing And is keeping that one white guy from Barstool Sports uh, employed and on the road. Wow. Asking questions. And his his name's like like Buffalo Rape Whistle or something. (laughs) No, he's like, he's got a normal name. It's like Jack. He's not like, he's not like, he's not like Jack. Shits his pants or yeah, whatever, no, no, no. or big noogie. Um, <laughs> I maybe I, I'm not that familiar with Barstool sports. Um, yeah, so that's um, they traded him for Cameron Payne and a second round pick in 2027. Mm-hmm. So they're recovering the picks from the Buddy Heel trade. And I will say this I'm actually somewhat of a campaign believer. Mm hmm. He's not as good as Patrick Beverly, even old Patrick Beverly. Like there's, no. there's a reason Milwaukee was making this trade and including the second round pick. Yeah, like they've seen both of them for a long time, and they're even doing it knowing that uh, Dame Lillard is kind of scared of Patrick Beverly. I mean, he might well, not be scared him. of him, but he, ha- he hates he, him. He hates him, right? Um, I mean. This is the point in the day that made Chris Haynes' day very hard. Oh, right. Because he had right. to both cover the trade deadline and get a quote from Dame. Yeah. Uh, oh. Saying he's, oh, he's welcoming Patrick Beverly. Do you think he, arms. do you think he, like, brings, like, a pasta salad with him to Dame's hotel room? Well, Dame had literally tweeted that pat bev was a con man like not that long ago um <laughs> yeah i don't remember what their feud is from i don't either but by the way can i get a quick pat bev detour mm-hmm. um there was a hilarious moment in that philadelphia 76 or stand did you see when he and jonathan kaminga got into a confrontation i did not so so this is late this is like middle of the fourth quarter and 
Jonathan Kaminga has gotten a fairly soft technical for just like uh, he says something like he makes some brief complaint to a ref and then the ref starts coming to explain to him and Kaminga kind of just waves him off like, I don't care, man, and turns mm-hmm. his back. And then the guy gives him a technical, which <laughs> seems kind of like the ref was asking for it. But also I could understand why he was upset. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Warriors get a turnover. Jonathan Kaminga goes down and Patrick Beverly fouls him on a fast break, which looked bad at first. He kind of pushes him in the back, but he also catches him and keeps him from hitting the basket support. Kaminga's pissed. Uh, Steph Curry just sprints down the court and just starts jumping up and down and acting crazy. Mm-hmm. And then they both start laughing and Beverly and Kaminga end up hugging. Mm. It was like the most amazing thing because Jonathan <laughs> Kaminga was like seconds away from being kicked out. And Curry didn't even like say anything. He just started jumping up and down it was the funniest thing. And then Patrick Beverly, like he appreciates a good joke, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, I also think that he and Steph were like roommates in a basketball yeah, camp friends. 15 years ago. Yeah. They like each other. So anyway, um, regardless, this seems like a great trade for Milwaukee. Well, <laughs> Dame agrees. Did you see the quote he gave Chris Haynes? <laughs> no, no, I should have been monitoring that. Uh, First, I want to say I'm sad to see Cam go. We developed a friendship that I cherish. No, as you for, don't. As for Pat, he brings an edge and a defensive tenacity on the perimeter that we need. There are not many players who bring it on a nightly like him. I look forward to working together. Our past personal issues don't trump an opportunity to win a championship. Yeah. Mm, um, don't you think including that means he's still not over whatever their personal issues are? Of course are? he's not over. <laughs> I mean, but he's also he's also like so relieved that when he and campaign are sharing the court together, he doesn't have to be the defensive stopper <laughs> in that backcourt. Um, all right. What's our next trade, Sean? I will uh, say that is um, one of uh, uh, one of the less weird quotes I'm going to read today about one of our about a point guard who got traded. <laughs> yeah. OK, so so Philadelphia Going for it by getting Buddy Heald, recouping a second round pick from that deal. Uh, they wanted another one back and they traded 21 year old Jaden Springer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaden Springer, you might have seen uh, this week guarding Steph Curry and holding him scoreless for a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is 21 years old. He was the 28th pick in the draft in 2021. And uh, he signed for next year for $4 million. Mm-hmm. And they traded him to uh, their direct rival, the Boston Celtics. Oh, they're uh, not not like the other direct rival mm-hmm. that they traded a valuable, mm-hmm. a, a valued uh, pick to. Yeah. <laughs> and so they got, a, they got a second round pick. Congratulations mm-hmm. on your second round pick. Which means that uh, Boston essentially traded Delano Banton. Mm-hmm. for Jaden Springer. And I've yeah. seen both of those guys play. I would take Jaden Springer, I gotta say. And um, then... Yeah, sure. They're like the same. Delano Banton... Jaden Springer can, like, do things. What is Delano Banton good at? Looking cool. Um. Right, anyway. 
That's something, I guess. Uh, what, what was Philadelphia's other trade? Hold on just a second. Uh, did they make one to three trades? You said they made four today. Um, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. They traded Daniel House Jr. Yeah. And the New York Knicks second round pick for this year to Detroit for nothing, I believe. Yeah, what did they get? <laughs> no, I don't think they got anything. Um, let well, me see. so that's just another buying. Oh, no, because the Pistons are going to waive Daniel House. Yeah, they're just um, getting under the luxury tax. Except they were already <laughs> under the luxury tax. And so it gives them a cushion to sign uh, Kyle Lowry, in theory. So... No, I was talking about the Pistons. Oh, why did they do it? Yeah. Because they got a second-round pick. I, I guess. I don't know. What are they going to do with a second-round pick? Oh, I'm, I'm just saying, well, I mean, that's... Uh, <laughs> They, they gave up that, I mean, maybe trade for the next Simone Fontecchio, Joey. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, they also got one in that Monty Morris deal. They're, they're swimming in picks. So, so anyway, that is the collection of moves that Philadelphia made uh -huh. in Buddy Heald uh, and Cameron Payne out, Patrick Beverly, Jaden Springer, and salaries. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Buddy Heald's really good. If Is he, though? I mean, he's really good at shooting threes. He is really good at shooting threes. And Philadelphia does not really shoot threes. To me, Joey, this indicates that they do not think Joel Embiid is really coming back. No. Yeah, absolutely. Because trading for Buddy Heald is like a guy they would need, but mm -hmm. also feels like... So now... Okay, so here's, here's, here's my conspiracy theory, Joey. Oh, let's hear it. Turn the TikTok camera on. <laughs> um saving the perfect food uh the, so so at this point uh the sixers have basically gotten rid of everybody except joel Embiid, mm -hmm. who is signed past this season now tyrese yeah. maxi is a restricted free agent they can sign him last so this is or they, they could maxi. trade him to detroit for a second round pick they could get a second round pick there's still time <laughs> but um they they basically have as much cap salary cap space as they could have. Now there's one other player who has uh, a non-guaranteed deal. That is uh their Iron Man, Paul Reed. B ball Paul. And uh so he signed a real fakey contract because he got poison he signed a poison pill offer sheet mm -hmm. with Utah, I think. I think Danny Ainge did this because he doesn't like Daryl Morey. Um and he needs that's slop. my theory. He's like, stop coming to my town for your nerd conference. Um, so Paul Reed's contract he is non-guaranteed. He said that to Robert Redford. He said that's Robert Redford. Yeah. He said, yeah, <laughs> stay in the park city. This Chipotle is mine. <laughs> uh, but uh, Paul Reed's contract becomes guaranteed next year if the Philadelphia 76ers win a playoff series. Uh-huh. So Daryl Morey needed to weaken his team enough to guarantee that first round loss in. So this is, this is the most dunked on day mm -hmm. uh, any team had, I think <laughs> intentionally weakening the team to avoid a $7 million mm -hmm. financial commitment for next year. Love it. That's my, that's my theory. Um, okay, Joey, we're going to talk about your secondary team. Mm-hmm. We went. We went to the uh, the Toronto Raptors trade. Kira Lewis, Kyra, K 
Kyra Lewis. Yeah. Kira Lewis is like a like a girl I dated. Yeah, in like 2008. an insta- yeah. yeah. She's an influencer uh-huh. now. She's in cottage core. Yeah. Uh Kyra Lewis, uh-huh. Otto Porter Jr., and uh whatever the worst first round pick that Toronto controlled for, Kelly Olinick and Okai Ogbaji. Ochai. Ochai. Um... Who I Bog think Bogey. might end up being good. At least not like good, good, but like a three and D wing good. Um Yeah, I mean he was the fourteenth pick in the draft yeah. last year, right? Yeah. Uh there's no real reason to think he's I mean, I don't know. He hasn't really done anything in the NBA, but he hasn't really been like in a position to yeah. do things in the NBA. Um, um he's I don't I don't anyway, he's a perfect guy for a team like Toronto who loves this kind of dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? He's like kind of a big-ish shooting guard and he's uh he's buddies with Grady Dick. Mm-hmm. But also very handsome. Um, he is really good looking. Yeah. He looks <laughs> like he actually looks like um he would be like an R&B star in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. He's really handsome. God damn. Yeah. Um, um yeah he's a milwaukee native too the uh, basketball hunter hotbed uh, uh yes so so this was like okay and so my thought was utah has a lot of picks mm-hmm. but they don't have a first rounder next year and i don't really remember why that is or care um <laughs> But um, one reason they wanted a first-round pick uh-huh. is just that uh, you're just limited in, like, the trades you can make. Yeah. Because you you need to have – because there's one crazy owner. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I want to complain about picks real quick before Yeah, we yeah, yeah, please. This. They got to get rid of that rule. Well, they have to get rid of that rule, but also they need to – they're running into trouble here because all oh. of these teams, because like four teams own all the picks, but then everyone, so everyone has traded pieces of picks. And yeah. so as a fa- I can't imagine how you would keep up with this as a fan. Who's not a sicko. Like we are like, let me read you how hoops rumors.com. Uh, <laughs> Uh, described this pick. Okay, Jazz great. acquire Otto Porter, Kyra Lewis, and either the Thunders, Clippers, Rockets, top four protected, or Jazz's top ten protected 2024 first round pick, whichever is least favorable. That is impossible to follow as me, let alone, like, my dad right. reading it. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Well, also, <laughs> the fact that you can now trade portions uh-huh. of your the gambling pick guys. after yeah, pick you can like gotcha it's like gotcha <laughs> well i mean that's what that's what phoenix continues to do mm-hmm. and i think we're gonna get to this but i think dallas is about to get really burned by that i mean not about <laughs> to four years from now so who knows if there's even gonna be an nba or like the water wars will have shut everything <laughs> down um Okay, but but Utah wanted a first round pick for 
trade reasons. Anyway, this this pick, the, the reason they don't have a pick is that they dumped Derek Favors, mm-hmm. allegedly a basketball player, most likely an elaborate hologram prank onto the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's one of the yeah. oldest round ball rock jokes. Derek yeah. Favors is not it an is actual person with a hologram. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but apparently, apparently Toronto is building a core of Canadians. They kept Canadian Chris Boucher, Boucher, mm-hmm. Bucker, whatever you say. Uh, they have RJ Barrett, the Maple Mamba, and now they have Kelly Olinick, what I described as ethnically Gonzagan, but he is a Canadian. <laughs> Um, and apparently Toronto is talking extension already. Mm-hmm. I was wow. fairly sure that they were trying to load up on as much salary cap space, but uh, Utah was going to get a first-round pick um, at some point. Wow. I, and I imagine what they'll give up for Andrew Wiggins if this is if the rumors are finally true that they that... only want to trade for Canadian people. <laughs> and by rumors, I mean the thing Bill Simmons says every year. <laughs> I mean, they have had an unusual amount of Canadian mm-hmm. players, but I would say RJ Barrett is the first one that um, is potentially an all-star. Mm-hmm. And you can you can argue with that contention. Well, you, I'm arguing with that contention. Yeah, yeah, but, but keep going. <laughs> but like, but like, RJ Barrett was like the top high school recruit mm-hmm. in the country. No, no other Canadian has has sniffed that mm-hmm. rare air for the Raptors so far. Uh, anyway, Danny Ainge, you're a fucking sicko. <laughs> uh, if you need help with your addiction to draft picks, uh, please give me a call. I will help you. I mean, I don't even care if it's hurt. Couldn't they just buy out Otto Porter and let him just come back to the Warriors? Uh, uh, maybe that would involve. I mean, I actually think they probably want Otto Porter around now. Um, yeah, I mean, because they got there, but also it's like he's just like it's good to have a grown up around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's older than than their coach, so yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. It's he's, he's not that old. Will uh, Hardy okay. rules, by the way. We haven't talked about that on this podcast. Will Hardy is a good is a good ass coach. All right. Um, yeah, said so Joey. He's 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 Salt Lake poisoned. Well, no, it's yeah. Will Hardy's just tight when he said when the when the jazz got their asses kicked and he said the game was a masterpiece of dog shit it's one of the great <laughs> he's really good on podcasts quotes, too. Uh, no, quotes just, of all time it's just um, funny your teams are now the jazz and the pacers it's a it's a shift uh, uh, okay uh well this... i am a big jeff foster fan as well that as is Greg foster <laughs> a guy the warriors uh just threw away uh-huh. for no reason in the NBA draft and then he played 18 years for the Pacers. <laughs> um, he was on that team for fucking ever. He was on that team. Um okay. As long well, as Steve Blake was in college. All right, keep going. Um Jesus, uh let's let's talk about this this one uh real slick move. This like okay. It's I just thought this was funny because uh, the most patient general manager in the NBA uh, did his version of pushing all his chips in. Are you talking about Sam Presti? I'm talking about Sam Presti, uh-huh. who dealt uh, Trey Mann, mm-hmm. Davis Bertans, mm-hmm. and, and our man uh, Michich. 
Micic, uh, a really good European player who is just completely buried on the Oklahoma City Thunder. I actually have some hopes for this guy. He but, makes cool uh, passes. Um, I think he was like a very good European player, but you know what? He might be like that Sacramento guy uh, where he, you need like you need to get to that second NBA year. Well, that was the Simone Fontecchio trick too. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, keep going. Uh, and they got Gordon Hayward. Uh huh. So, police officers <laughs> of the Greater Oklahoma City area, you're in for a treat. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, if there is um, maybe like an anti-critical race theory effort mm-hmm. happening in Oklahoma City, Robert Hayward wants to join your effort and perhaps run for a school board position herself uh you're you're in a lot of luck you got to show her the most instagrammable places in oklahoma city she needs to find uh, that cheese shop yeah don't don't... forget don't forget when she thanked boston she thanked the folks at the local cheese shop yeah (laughs) um so that's I mean that's just cool. That's just good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But he's really gonna help them though if he's healthy. Um, yeah, I mean he's like, I mean he's it's definitely an upgrade. It's just a funny, like funny it's guy, definitely yes. like a free guy. It's mm-hmm. the like multiple players that you had to get rid of anyway. Move, but it's like it's the most unaggressive aggressive move. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a win now question mark in parentheses trade. Well, it's like putting an eyedropper of water on your powder. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like like his his deal's still expiring. There's no real risk. They were just gonna have to get rid of all these stockpile guys. That's what that's a, the other thing about uh people stockpiling so many draft picks is it's just bad for the players. Like it mm-hmm. sucks to be you're just thrown into Thunderdome yeah. if you get drafted by the Thunder. I mean, well, right. I God, that was wish did I did you not do that on purpose. I didn't do it on purpose, Joey. <laughs> um, oh boy! All right, let's move on. But I do think Gordon Hayward uh, can actually really help them. Oh yeah, in that be, he has similar a similar skill set to Josh Giddy, except he. Uh, is better at basketball in every way, shape, and form except for um, uh, making a pass that looked sort of cool that was actually simple. Um, Yeah, so if you want to host a gender reveal party on on, uh, Wayne Coin Street, Mm -hmm. get in touch with Gordon Hayward, and Um, he'll be disappointed about the gender of his daughter mm-hmm. uh, but also it'll be nice he'll be able to relax away from uh the big city living of charlotte to a place he's a little more comfortable also in, hopefully at this city. point he's beaten Baldur's gate three mm-hmm. so he won't be as um you know he'll be ready to be locked in um all right uh sean yeah uh why don't you walk us through the two mavericks deals because those probably matter more so Um, yeah yeah uh all right so this one um dallas made a deal well first they traded they traded a well first off the first thing they did was they traded a first round draft pick they didn't even have (laughs) yes they did yes they did so (laughs) 
So they were just, just like, we'll get one. Don't worry. So, so here's what Dallas did this summer. They made some big moves. Mm-hmm. They um, they signed Seth Curry. They re-signed Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. They made a draft day deal with the Sacramento Kings where they took on uh, Rishon Holmes's contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they also um, made a big move to sign restricted free agent forward Grant Williams. You know, he An was picked guy. in 2019. He was picked in 2019, mm-hmm. kind of a tweener forward. And to do that, they made a sign and trade where they got rid of uh, they traded Reggie Bullock and the a first round pick swap mm-hmm. in 2030 with the San Antonio Spurs. Today's activity were basically reversing all the things they did. Yeah. They traded Rishon Holmes mm-hmm. to the Washington Wizards to get Daniel Gafford, mm-hmm. a defensive-minded center, mm-hmm. also picked in the 2019 draft of the second round. And uh, he's like eighth in the league in block. He's up there in block shots. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, he's also the rim protector of the number 27 defense in the NBA. I would not say that's his fault, but no, I'm not thrilled about them adding Daniel Gabbard. But they had to um, essentially manufacture a first-round pick. So uh, to attach to Rishon Holmes, mm-hmm. because you're not going to just, unfortunately, you can't get Daniel Gafford for Rishon Holmes straight up, Yeah, uh, which really angered Bill Simmons on Twitter today. Uh, but what they, what Dallas ended up doing was they, 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 um... oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This was the, I think they had to create the, tra- whatever. It doesn't matter. It does um, keep going. I think they traded their 2027 first round pick here. And then in their other deal, they had to do this. So, so uh, they, they, this is their last tradable first round pick, basically. Mm-hmm. But then they need. Uh, no, to... no, no. This was the Rishon Holmes one, is the non Mavericks one. Sorry, okay, the so... Gafford one. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. It's so either they... the Thunders, Clippers, Rockets, top four protected, or Jazz's top 10 protected 2024 first round pick, whichever is okay. second least favorable. Okay, so what they did, what they did was uh, Oklahoma City had a lot, has a lot of first round picks. So they just traded Dallas their twenty twenty four first round pick for the right to swap picks with them in twenty twenty eight. So Dallas so is Luka looking Dolce at leaves. What happens? Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder and San Antonio Spurs, Chet Holmgren. And Victor Buembignana get uh, new best friends mm-hmm. from get the, the number Like the number one pick in the draft. <laughs> number one pick in the draft is what it's going to be. Uh, but that wasn't all. Um, they traded Grant Williams, their restricted free agent, uh, who, again, they gave up a, a pick swap. Seth Curry, the guy they signed at the deadline, to get P.J. Washington, also known as charlotte's grant williams <laughs> and they manu- they they traded their own 2027 first round pick mm-hmm. that was their basically their last tradable pick well because they've seth already curry, the they point. sent seth curry to uh charlotte to hang out with his divorced dad for a summer yeah that's yeah. actually <laughs> just they actually waive his salary adam silver's like we get it we get it he yeah, can't we, he he can't be on the apps he's yeah. <laughs> um uh, 
So, so this is, they traded basically three first round picks mm-hmm. from this summer to now to end up with PJ Washington and Daniel Gafford. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, this and makes the bright them spot of their team better. was Derek Lively this year, right? Yes. Just checking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they wanted a defensive big to pair with him. With their um, defensive big. Now, Coach David Thorpe said he thought that Dallas might have the best offense in the league now because Daniel Gaffer apparently can also uh, like run and get dunks in the same way that. Uh, in the same way Derek Lively does. Derek Lively and does. PJ Washington gets buckets um, when he's being passed. I mean, the he ball. gets thirteen points a game. Yeah, um, I was just—I thought PJ Washington had maybe like better statistics or something. What he will do? What PJ? He's what also I will older say, than Grant Williams. Yeah. <laughs> what I will say about this is Grant Williams was really bad this year. Um, and the other thing I will say is PJ Washington will probably hit those corner threes that like, um, do you remember what was that two playoffs ago where Maxi Kleber kept getting all those wide open corner threes? Those are just going to be PJ Washington's now, right? Um, I mean, I guess Grant Williams is definitely shooting better overall from three point range than PJ Washington is shooting 32% from three point range. The other thing on a I'll terrible say. team, he is a career 36% shooter. I mean, uh, it, I just, I'm not sure what he's good at, Joey. Um, the other thing I'll say, <laughs> yes, is uh, I'm glad they brought in um, uh, more big men for Dwight Powell to vanquish, yes, um, and finally yes. start over because. <laughs> Yeah. That's what the Mavericks do. Speaking of Thunderdome, it's always Dwight Powell is uh, the 100-time champion of Battle yeah. World Mavericks Center. <laughs> Outlast uh, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, I mean, I you ass- cannot be beaten. Uh, I assume P.J. Washington is a better athlete than Grant Williams because Grant, that's like Grant Williams' thing is being a terrible athlete. Well, he's also much taller. He's not, though. He's 6'7". Sure, but Grant Williams is listed at whatever, and he's six, like six. six four. Um, I I just I really thought PJ Washington was an upgrade, and again, I have not watched him play very much because he's on the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really sure why people think he's better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean. I think he's like a lot more pleasant to watch than Grant Williams. Because mm-hmm. Grant Williams well, he's also kind of looks like he's like almost falling down. Keith and I were time. talking about this today. Uh-huh. Um, Keith thinks Grant Williams might be the most annoying teammate in the NBA. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, Especially for I think Luka. it was another guy who got traded today, but we'll get to him later. Okay. Um but yeah, like like on paper, uh, so talking about our favorite stat, uh, box score plus minus. <laughs> yeah, BPA plus. Yeah. Uh, he had a slightly positive defensive box score plus minus. Uh, he's had that two seasons. He's been a negative offensive player and a negative defense. Are we talking player. about PJ Washington? PJ Washington. Yeah. But. I don't know. I just don't think you can 
judge anything that was happening in Charlotte. Maybe not, but I just think it is wild that the Mavericks decided that they should use all of their future draft picks and they ended up with Daniel Gafford (laughs) and PJ Washington. Like, who'd we get? Don't worry. They're on two of the three worst teams in the NBA, but it's going to all be different here, Luca. Don't worry. I mean, we got a guy from a good team from the from Grant Williams. Like, (laughs) I I mean, they're like the most erratic. It feels like they're a very erratic team, but maybe I just I think they're better short term. But I do think you are right to be worried in the long term. Yeah, I think it's like Um, I think it's like it's a weird move for a team that's mm twenty nine and twenty three to make. You know, a team that is barely outscoring people. Now, granted, they're on a little win streak. Wouldn't really take... Would I be that surprised if they ended up as, like, the five seed? Not at all. So, and, you know, they have Luka. They have Luka. So, it's just, I'm surprised they couldn't do better with the stuff they had. Well, speaking of another Western Conference team who's trying to do better, Uh um, the Suns acquired David Roddy. Oh. and Royce O'Neal. Oh. <laughs> um, Sean, you can you you I had you name them earlier. Yes. Uh, in this episode, can you name the four players? Sorry, the four salaries traded for Royce O'Neal and David Roddy. Yeah, uh, Chimezi Metu, mm-hmm. uh, Yuta Watanabe. Yep. Kate Bates Diop. Am You're I saying that great. right? Yeah. And Jordan Goodwin? Yeah, good job, okay. dog. Um, I'm proud of you. Um, they I gave exactly... up. Yeah. What would go ahead? I just don't understand how Phoenix was able to make this trade. <laughs> like, um, they traded the second round. Their second round picks. Um, I think those aren't their second round picks, though. Well, let me the see. Ones let me that see. What's the, the Grizzlies are swaps? I'm looking at right now. So they're um, like second round pick. Oh, okay. Sorry. The Grizzlies get a 2026 first round swap. So that must be the Suns pick. Mm-hmm. How have they not traded that swap already, though? I don't know, man. I, I, it's impo- It's become impossible to cle- keep track of who has what picks. Um, yeah, this is this is real wild. Uh, they're outgoing. 2026 so they have so the grizzlies can swap the suns magics or wizards 2026 first round pick now whichever is least favorable Uh uh-huh um the nets got uh either the pistons bucks or magics 2026 second round pick the grizzlies 2028 second round pick and the grizzlies 2029 second round pick which all came from the suns so this must be, I don't understand this. Oh, okay. I think, okay, so the Washington already got the Suns pick swap in the Bradley Beal deal, mm-hmm. but it was protected 9 through 30. Uh-huh. And then... What I want you to know, I'm going to say trigger warning right now for our listeners. Yeah. Whatever you're about to say now makes me want to walk into the ocean. Put rocks yes, in my pockets and walk into the ocean. Yeah. All right, keep so going. What I, yeah, I I I think I'm just saying that I think um 
<laughs> oh, I have no idea. I actually have no idea. I'm sorry. Okay, that's because fine. they already traded a pick swap to. They already traded this pick swap to Orlando. So um, I don't, I just don't understand. Keith Parrish, if you're listening, call us and explain what happened here. All right. I don't get it. The uh, Suns yeah. got Royce O'Neal and David like Roddy, who's the ideal. Um. Yeah, but Royce O'Neal is like the ideal guy they mm-hmm. could have added. He's like what they had in Jay Crowder two or three years ago. Um, <laughs> Here's what I will say, though. Um... This is another, again, this is a day where the nerds all lose because do you remember, Sean? Let's go back a few months ago when everyone was losing their minds that the Suns signed Yuta Watanabe. Uh Because he was like the, he was like a chic free agent. Nerd god, yeah. This shit doesn't matter, dude. Never be upset that your team or joyous that your team signed or did not sign you to <laughs> or that Does level it... guy is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a guy who had a pretty good season on a really bad team. It just does not matter, and who's signing for the minimum. Man, this um, is like theoretically a great trade for Memphis, and don't they have like two of these? From... Well, they waived Matu already. Right, no, just for the pick swap here. Oh, they, they, I they, don't know. I don't care. But, but I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying they got rid of a guy that they probably were really relieved to get rid of, mm-hmm. because David Roddy has been terrible, has a guaranteed contract for next year, and reminds them that of a disastrous trade. Yeah, yeah. So it's like so many reasons for them to want him gone, and somehow. I don't even understand how they got this pick swap. It's what probably got, a right. I, don't know. I yeah. think they must. I think they must have the right. So I think it's. So I think this is how it works. Okay. Oh, let okay. me <laughs> let me just try this right now. I think Washington can swap picks with Phoenix. Mm-hmm. If they don't do this, Orlando can then swap. For the Washington pick. Okay. And now I think Memphis can swap for that remaining pick. So they can get, they have the rights to the second worst. But if of it the swaps, they get nothing. Is that What's what that? happens? If, if those swaps occur. Yeah. They get nothing, right? Well, I mean, it just depends. No, well, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies get the second worst mm-hmm. of the Wizards, yeah. Magic, Suns, and their own picks that year. I just don't understand how they got a first round pick. Well, they, they didn't get... really get a. They didn't really get. They actually probably didn't really get anything because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're probably going to be like like the third level swap mm-hmm. is gotcha. wild, and then they have. I think I want to say they have another one of those anyway i hate it oh uh, yeah yeah um, 23rd 2030 they have they made an exact almost the exact same deal where they get the third order pick of the uh mm-hmm. Suns. so they're just yeah. straight up gambling yeah these are futures they're yeah. betting they're shorting the phoenix suns over uh-huh. and over again so that kind of rules yeah um so it's, so kind of feels like it shouldn't be allowed uh-huh. but sean 
Yes. Um, my favorite trade of the day. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the Raptors traded Spencer Dinwiddie, and the Nets got Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young, and then the Raptors were like, "Oh wait, Spencer Dinwiddie has a one point five million dollar trade kicker. We're just gonna waive him." Don't they have to still pay him? The Apparently kickers? not. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. The other thing is that uh, that that trade kicker had actually declined in value to three hundred and twenty thousand dollars because he added in Ethereum. <laughs> wow, that's uh, and that means that I the, the rumor is, do you know what the, the rumor where he's he's headed the Los is? Angeles Lakers, baby? Yeah. Is that? like a good no lebron's gonna hate that guy Um, why doesn't he just go back to the map but yeah this is the most annoying teammate in the nba i think oh yeah i I Uh, can see that i think he's more annoying than grant williams and i the did you see jock vaughn's quote about him today Uh, about Spencer didn't yeah uh jock vaughn on spencer dinwiddie this is from lucas kaplan quote well, I want everyone to have success in this league, and so I appreciate Spencer for being a part of our group and want nothing but success for him moving forward. That Whoa. is a coach wants that man dead. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, he should just, uh, I think he should just go back to the Mavericks. Because he's don't... already played with Kyrie. Mm-hmm. It's not like they were. He's also already played with Luca. Yeah, I mean, he was on the team last year. Um, well, did he play with? Yeah, he played with. He played with. Yeah, one year he got hurt. Mm-hmm. One year Kyrie was hurt. Mm-hmm. But like, um, don't you feel like they would have a lot of interesting ideas in common? Uh, yeah, or it would be like, um, yeah, maybe. This is or this it would is be my like thought. who is the my best enemy, guys? Uh, George. Um... Uh no, why can't I think? It's Klaus Kinski? No, no. Herzog, yeah. my best fiend. Although now I now I want my best fiend starring Kyrie Irving and uh, uh, um, Kyrie Irving and um, God, why Spencer Dinwiddie? Um, sorry, my brain is starting to melt thinking about pick swaps. Um, uh, yeah, but, but basically, my theory is. LeBron's going to hate him. Um, mm-hmm. The Lakers don't. I mean, I guess Gabe Vincent's hurt, but whatever. They're fine. Go there, and he's. You know that Kyrie drives Luca crazy personally. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though he's. I th- even though I think Kyrie is really nice and for the most part, like a good teammate. But Spencer Dinwiddie sits with him. He interrupts him when he tries to tell Luca some idea he has. He's like, mm-hmm. he's seen, he's on, he's been on YouTube a lot. He can talk to Kyrie about crypto. Kyrie can talk to him about like ancient aliens. Um, See, I was, uh, what I was going to compare them to is they're like, or they'll be like William F. Buckley and Gore Vidal. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which exactly. I guess makes uh, Luca Dick Cavett. In this scenario, I mean, I think he's like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Or he's like Al Horbrowski, the mad Hungarian making the talk show circuit. 
uh yeah but anyway that's where spencer dinwiddie should go um so the raptor i can't believe they just got out of the trade kicker like that that's wild um uh, i said this is a win for the nets simply because anytime you can trade a skateboard guy i mean a crypto guy for a skateboard guy that's just a win as a guy oh like yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. guy it is like that's just yeah. a win from like the guy standpoint you know yeah like a skateboard guy is a high level guy you want a skateboard guy around they're always nice um for the most part but well and thaddeus you young gets to guy around well thaddeus young gets to re come back to brooklyn mm -hmm. where he was acquired in a completely bizarre deal mm -hmm. for aging kevin durant well speaking, kevin of, Garnett. <laughs> speaking of other bizarre deals we went over oh yeah by, by the way oh, um, oh sorry the the raptors were i mean i i thought dennis Schroeder was extremely likely to be attempted to be traded but i didn't think he'd be traded for nothing no i just i didn't necessarily know that there was going to be like a market for him making like $13 million next year. Mm -hmm. I just remember that two years ago, he was signing to like a minimum deal. Yeah. But uh, Brooklyn refuses to tank. So. um, Other bizarre okay. deals. I would say yes. these are, uh, we, we have only two more left and there are most bizarre deals of the day. Wait, no, no, no. There's, there's oh. like a big, good, big missing? trade left. What am I forgetting? The New York Knicks. Oh, right. We didn't talk about the Knicks. This is like the best. The Knicks the... were the winners of today's trade deadline. So they they, already... got, they got awesome. Yeah. They already added OG Ananobi. They added Bullion Bogdanovich and breaking news himself, Alec Burks, for Quentin Grimes, Evan Fournier, Malachi Flynn, and the unfortunate Ryan Archie Diacono, mm -hmm. plus two second round picks. Ryan Archie Diacono. Uh, traded at the deadline last year for Josh Hart, once again being sent away from his Villanova breath brethren. At well, least they didn't just... bring in a Villanova guy to replace him, but he'll be back next year. Things just haven't been the same for him since his dad, Jim Boylan, died. So it's um, true. It's yeah. true. But he's, um, I mean, they traded him and they brought him back. Like he's, yeah. he was on that team with Dante and Jalen and Josh. Mm hmm. So he, there's always a place for him at Villanova East. He might be a coach for them next year. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. And I mean, was was he also a Tibbs guy? I think he was a Tibbs guy in Chicago too. Maybe he's not that old. I don't think so. No, you're right. You're right. He was already Tibbs yeah. was already gone by then. Yeah. Um. Okay. Quentin Grimes. So it, so it's a little bit weird that New York has now gotten rid of like three of their top six players from December, mm -hmm. at least in like minutes. Yeah. But Grimes like was having a mental breakdown and Dante DiVincento got his job and Fortier was benched for about as long as I can remember a veteran being benched with yeah. the team, just like not even saying anything about it mm -hmm. where he was like, yeah, man, it, be great if they just traded me and they're like yes that, that would be nice for you but uh we're gonna wait till we can make exactly this trade 
And then Malachi Flynn, they got, I think, in the OG Ananobi trade to like balance salaries. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Boyan rules. Yeah. And Alec Burks is also good. Well, um, especially for a team that is kind of set with its yeah. top guys and needs. Unfortunately, need... OG also had surgery today, which they announced. Yeah, he had um, he had hand. Oh, he had elbow surgery. Yeah, but it's like he had like a this is like a pitcher surgery. Sure, though. they said three weeks. Um, yeah, he had like a bone chip. Yeah, and but then a I little think, bit of a yeah. damper on the big Knicks day. A little bit, a little bit of a damper. Um, Sean, how good are the Knicks though? I think they're really good. Joey. I also think they're really good. Uh, I mean, it's I guess it's difficult that. Jalen Brunson is not your typical, like, best player, but uh, he's really good. Mm-hmm. It's also crazy that, uh, yeah, they've they've got a they've got everybody to pass a physical. Oh, this is great though. I think they're gonna bring Todd Gibson back for another uh, ten day contract because uh, because Isaiah uh, Hartenstein his, his has a sore leg. Um, his dad Tom Thibodeau can't live without him. Um, yeah, they're they're they are down to seven players right now, so they they really do need um they really do need some dudes, but it doesn't really seem to be hurting them that much. But yeah, I guess I guess they're like Julius Randall insurance too. Randall's out for another couple weeks. Yeah. But can we talk about the two weirdest trades? Yeah, let's talk about um, the two. Anyway, anyway, Detroit is just being maniacs yeah, the amount of activity insane. they've had and it just doesn't seem like it changed their fortunes they just need to win two more games because they also well also let's bring it up then they waived killian hayes <laughs> oh yes killian hayes demanded a trade and the pistons said no but we're just gonna throw you in the fucking trash he played 28 minutes the night before, and they waved him. <laughs> uh, well, and then they won tonight. So, yeah. speaking of that draft, you know who yeah. else got waved, Sean? Who? Uh, a guy I assumed would have gotten waved before Killian Hayes, uh, even though he's just he's somehow worse. Uh, James Booknight also got waved today. Whoa! So, big day for the top ten picks in the uh, whatever draft that James- was. 2020 baby yeah uh the james the... wiseman survived surviving though surviving and thriving still Wait, james book night is it's actually sh- sh- t- more terrible because i think he i think he's actually in the next year's draft which means he wasn't even at the end of his rookie deal Mm-mm. but yeah he, he got waived today oh getting waived in the third year that <laughs> yeah. is rough but i mean he did also uh, get a DUI when he was like asleep with a gun on his lap. Mm-hmm. So that was not yeah. an auspicious beginning to his career. Wow. Can't believe he got waived already. It was the 11th pick. Yeah. Well, and Killian Hayes, according to uh, one draft pundit at the ringer, was the number one prospect. Virgin? Oh, sorry. We were talking about, uh, we were no, just, talking about just, Killian Hayes still. I meant the guy. Yeah. Celibate. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Sean, my favorite trade of the day, though. Yes. Uh, first off, poor Robin Lopez got traded to the Kings and then was immediately waived for. Did you see? Did you see him during the game today? Yeah, he was reading a book about old at Hollywood. the scorers' table. Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> so funny. Amazing. Well, he was like, he didn't have to report. So yeah. Do you um, think he's going to come to the Warriors, Joey? Um, possibly. I mean, yeah. they do have two open roster spots, right? Steve like, Kerr loves him. I don't know um, if they need another big man, but maybe they yeah, do. I think the they need a they need an actual big man. I think um, he's a good still. he's a good personality guy. Too. Yeah, I I could also see that being that spot being Otto Porter though too. Also, um, he's um he's definitely if uh, those Porter State Farm commercials. What's up? Sorry, keep going. No, I was just talking to myself. Anyway, oh, um, <laughs> the uh, they had to uh, he's his State Farm career is over because mm-hmm. he got traded and when well, chris paul got twins. traded well i'm just he, saying they got Berger rid of cliff twins. paul yeah they got but rid they... of chris paul he was an imaginary twin and they ditched him when he got traded but they brought it's him a ruthless back ruthless industry they, they kind of did but then they didn't follow up at all no that well, was they... a very weird decision <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um all right uh but finally my favorite trade of the day was the last trade of the day Oh. And it was between the Clippers and the Nuggets, and I don't even oh, understand yeah. why, why it happened. Why it happened today? <laughs> so the Clippers acquired the draft rights to Ishmael Kamagate, and the mm. Nuggets gave them two point six million dollars in cash. Yeah, it was. I think you know what I think it was. Um, money laundering. But- Kind of, but no. Um, the Nuggets just had that money to spend. Like they, they were still within their. Um, you know, you get like a certain amount of money to spend. Uh-huh. Maybe they're just. I think maybe there's. I think no, but the Nuggets also, got the cash. Oh, the Nuggets got the cash. Yeah, the Clippers got Ishmael Kamagate. Wait, that is weird. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, because he's not, he, isn't he playing in Europe? Yes. He's playing yeah. for Bertram Dertona Tortona. Mm-hmm. That is a very strange move. Do they like, can they use the cash for like a buyout guy? I don't know. I think you, I think you just can only spend like a certain amount of money anyway it was the weirdest what... final trade of the trade deadline yeah. ever um <laughs> i i just it's baffling he, he was the 46th pick mm-hmm. um also i thought he was a big man he's six foot one mm-hmm. uh and then he has a big man name though i don't i he and just I have the same birthday Happy birthday, Ishmael Kamagate. Oh, hey. Now, are the Nuggets not allowed to sign buyout guys for some reason? Uh, I don't know if they're a second apron team or not. Okay. Um, can the Warriors sign buyout guys? They can sign buyout guys as long as their contracts weren't over the veteran minimum. Oh. Uh, so, oh. like... If it, oh, it's got to be veteran minimum or less, right? So, like, they couldn't sign Marcus Morris or Kyle Lowry, but they could sign Robin Lopez. Oh, so they probably couldn't sign Otto Porter Jr. No, I think Otto Porter Jr. was the minimum. He just signed for more years that the Warriors didn't want to give him, right? I don't remember. Well, we'll figure it out. doesn't matter. Anyway. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's one more deal, Joey, that we left out. Oh, it's the I most. Forget? Well, it's just the most uh, 
like, well, uh, the Indiana Pacers got a replacement for Buddy Hill. That's why he was expendable. Oh, yeah. Doug McBuckets. He's coming home. Yeah. He's coming home. Congrats. He's back. Um, so, yeah, so weirdly, the Pacers, while seemingly competing for a playoff spot, seemed like they were just like selling stuff in their garage for cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but they did get they did bring uh they did bring uh Doug McBucket's home to where he's always belonged. Yeah. Um even though it's not his home, it's his home away from home, White Basketball City. Um, yeah, I mean it, it he can't the, look, Wichita doesn't have an NBA team. So where else is he supposed to play? Indiana's the closest thing. Well, he's from Iowa, I mean, he's from, though. He's from Iowa? Yeah, he and Harrison he Barnes were on the same team. I'm sorry I said yeah. Wichita. He went to yeah. play basketball in Omaha. Yeah. And actually, Omaha, maybe a little maybe a little urbane for mm-hmm. for an Indianapolis person. I don't know. Um. Anyway, here's everyone who got bought out today or waived. Ryan Archidiacono, James Booknight, Spencer Dinwiddie, Harry Giles, Joe Harris, Killian Hayes, Daniel House, Corey Joseph, Robin Lopez, Frank Tilakina, Frankie wow. Smokes, R.I.P., Victor Oladipo, Ish Smith, Thaddeus Young, Danilo Gallinari, Jordan Goodwin, Furkan Korkmaz, Chumezi Matu, and Marcus Morris all got bought out. Danilo Gallinari? Yeah. I guess he's still hurt, probably, right? Yeah, probably. Um, and Joe Sean, Harris, that's our trade wow. deadline. Wow. A uh, lot of confusing moves. A um, lot of shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic to hide the fact that they named their in-season tournament cup, uh, their in-season tournament, the Emirates Cup today. Mm-hmm. Um, as an arsenal fan uh the team that plays at emirates stadium mm-hmm. i for one welcome our our new kingdom overlords right uh, yeah um, i mean these oh, well, are, no yeah, they, i don't welcome them these guys are from dubai <laughs> uh well that's a i like when tom cruise climbed their building all right sean that's uh, the end of our episode. Is there anything you would like to plug? Um, if you have any ideas, I'll be in Vegas for Super Bowl weekend, but not attending the game. If you have any well, ideas for me, ta- DM Brian Hickey, dude. Yeah, you're right. I will. Um, I will do that. One of the most fun guys to be around. Um, sure. Uh, then you can also see me at the Chaminade Resort and Spa. In Santa Cruz, California. And that's where you used to hang out in college, right, Joey? Oh, yeah, for sure. Shamanad Resort and Spa. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's going to be on the 24th of February. Mm-hmm. So that's, the, that's the show to check out. And then you can also see me at... Uh, uh, I'm at Cheaper Than Therapy in well, San Francisco. Cheaper Than Therapy. Cheaper Than Therapy. It's a fun show. What day am I doing it? Oh, my God. <laughs> God, why? Oh, on March 2nd, two shows, both shows, Saturday, March 2nd, in the historic Shelton Theater in San Francisco. You can also read me at Yard Barker, Giants Baseball Insider, and Golden State of Mind, where I recapped Steph Curry's 
historic game tonight. Um, and then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where on one twenty four twenty four I tweeted about to start some live streaming of my racing slash prep work on at iRacing. Gonna be hilarious. What platform do I stream on? Twitch, Kick, Steam, somewhere else? I don't think you can steam on you can uh, stream on Steam, Frankie Muniz. Don't, isn't it just uh, for and Kick games? is where Kick is where like uh, people who've been deplatformed stream. Just go to just go to Twitch start a Substack or Frankie. YouTube. Yeah, start a start a Substack. Oh, and then um, I also Sean. Do you remember last year when we had our DJ friend on uh, DJ Eli Fresh Mode? Uh, he's great. He's going to DJ my music. wedding. Yeah, he is going to DJ your wedding. He'll DJ anybody's wedding. Uh, yeah. Sure uh, if you want to get in touch, that's Eli Fresh Mode on Instagram. But he released a song today uh, under his musical pseudonym, Wild Father. It's available wherever you stream music. Uh, and I told him because he's one of my best friends and my college roommate, we would play one of his songs instead of one of yours today, Sean. Yeah. So, uh, here's the song Devil on My Shoulder by Wildfather. Stream it wherever you like. Um, trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Let's all stream Wildfather wherever you stream, wherever you get music.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.